Peace and Power. Y'all know who did it. It's the one working wild with the crooked smile. Today we got the Jordan Danielle, also known as Ridden Rose, sitting here. And uh she came to the remedy yard and we're gonna have a brief discussion about a few things. But before we get into all of that, please introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you do. All right, what's up, y'all? My name is Jordan Danielle. I am an author, a motivational speaker, and a wellness curator. I operate a positive lifestyle brand called Purpose Unfolded, which is dedicated to inspiring people to live a purpose-filled life. Um, I host a weekly podcast every Sunday called the Purpose Unfolded Podcast. I'm on break right now, but I'll be back for season season two very shortly. So yeah, you can stay connected with me and updated with me. And I'm thankful and grateful to be here today. Cool, cool, cool. So how everything been with you as far as just life in general? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier off off camera and I was talking about how I've been in transition lately and just this period of like growing but like it's kind of like growing pains in some ways but I guess like that's what comes with growth and transformation so it's just been a whole process of like trying to find the balance and you know the grounding in it all balance 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 is very important uh yes it is especially with all that be going on finding a balance to keep you afloat for sure I had to learn Mm -hmm. that I had to learn that the hard way, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. You learn things the hard way, but it's like, okay, this is what I need, so I don't got to learn this again or go through this again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like you 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 an advocate for like mental awareness, mm-hmm. and a lot that you speak on, and uh, we was talking about it being PTSD Awareness Month. Yes. I, what did you say last month was? Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental Health Awareness yeah, Month. Yeah. Didn't they say, uh, I think somebody said it was supposed to be men's, men's some month this month too. Really? Men's oh, health, I did men's see that. Health. I think, yeah, I did see something. I don't know exactly what they said, but I did see that. It was like men's empowerment month or men's something month. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It seemed like, I don't know how long that's been like, a thing sounds recent because they've been putting all kind of this month is this and this yeah. month is that. And yeah. I'm like, I just knew Black History Month, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so it's been PTSD Awareness Month. I mm-hmm. I invited you here initially because uh, I wanted to speak on PTSD and a project that I'm working on called PTSD, and I felt that you would be the perfect person to speak to because for one, you already. Like I said, I feel like you're an advocate for mental awareness. Mm-hmm. And you, you're very well-spoken. Thank you. And your brand and everything from the, the roses, the written rose, and uh, yeah, to Jordan Danielle. I feel like you were the perfect candidate. I don't even know if that's the right word to use. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, we're going to use it today. <laughs> okay, so um, P- being PTSD Awareness Month, do you feel like you encounter PTSD or do you deal with PTSD in any kind of way as a as a young black woman in America? Um, it's something I never really thought about because, you know, whenever we hear the term PTSD, it's like 
I feel like we've been conditioned to kind of our our brains and our minds already go to this one particular image. Um, and it's like if we don't if we don't connect with that image, then we just assume that maybe we've never experienced it before. But um, I definitely think in terms of just being somebody who exists on this earth and this planet with just everything that that goes on and all the things that happen every single day that are kind of just inevitable, you know? Um, I I I wouldn't say that I have PS, PTSD, but I believe that some um, experiences or some parts of it, I probably have had experiences where it's like, okay, this, it might be, you know, an influence of this, or this might be, you know, this could ultimately lead to like a PTSD, like diagnosis or something, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I ain't no professional or nothing. I, I, like I told you, I was just looking stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I came across, are, are you, do you know the symptoms or the, uh, what is it called? I forgot. Let me, let me go I know. So I know, uh, you know, just in terms of like, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, the symptoms, I know it's like, you know, high level of like stress or a high level of like, maybe like paranoia or awareness or not really feeling safe in certain environments, um, possibly being, you know, easily triggered. Um, just like things like that, having, being in that like survival mode of like, okay, I, I have to, I'm always in survival mode because I, you know, something might happen or I need to do this. I need to do that. So it's like that constant, like sense of urgency to like want to survive or to want to, you know, avoid this particular experience from happening. Um, but in terms of like all of the symptoms, I'm not too familiar with that. But like I said, I kind of just know the basics from what I've heard and, and learned so far. Yeah, I think you, what you said right there, like summed it up, survival mode. Yeah. But I think it's it's what uh, drives you to that point. That's, right. that's where right. the PTSD, uh, you encounter that. But these is the... Uh, What's this? Let's say the stages of PTSD. Okay. Number one is impact or emergency stage. This phase occurs immediately after a traumatic event. Mm. At this point, affected the affected individual is struggling to come to terms with the shock of what happened. I ain't gonna read the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, he or she will be highly anxious, hyper vigilant, and possibly struggling struggling with guilt. Mm. So. That word hypervigilant, I have mentioned, like, yeah. I noticed I'd be like that. You said survival mode. That kind yeah. of like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Being accountable, like, I, I am like that at times. And I, I think people notice that. But it's like, it's a thing to where I don't really realize that I'm doing that. Or yeah. I, um, and I know I'm not the only one. It's, it's, it's probably people way worse than me. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Moving on, number two is denial stage. Not everybody experiences denial when dealing with PTSD recovery. Individuals who do will continue to experience strong feelings brought on by memories of the traumatic event, but they will attempt either consciously or unconsciously to avoid the difficult emotions. Mm. Um, I, I haven't really spoke too much on this, mm-hmm. but... uh. 
knives. Like that right there just what's this 2021? So damn, it's almost been two years. Uh November 2019. Mm-hmm. I lost both of my grannies like 10 days apart. Mm. Uh one of them I actually found. Mm. And that right there, yeah, that's that's something different. Yeah. That's something way different. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that this Denial state. I wouldn't say I'm in denial, but just the uh, experience and strong feelings brought on by the memories of a traumatic event. Yeah. But attempting to, you know, avoid the difficult emotions. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Just thinking about people that deal with grief. Yeah. All of that could be uh, symptoms of PTSD. Number three, short-term recovery stage. During this phase, immediate solutions are uh, immediate solutions to problems are addressed. The individual with PTSD will attempt to adjust to everyday life and return to a sense of normalcy. This stage can go both ways. Individuals will either continue to accept help from others, or they become disillusioned and somewhat cynical. Mm. That's the short-term recovery stage. Number four is the long-term recovery stage. As the name implies, the individual will continue to deal with the after effects of their trauma, Mm -hmm. such as anxiety and nightmares. However, with treatment, these negative symptoms can be induced or can be reduced and eventually completely overcome. Mm. So this is being cited from pyramidhealth.com. I think it is, or... Pyramid Family Behavioral Healthcare. Those are the those four stages of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Going back to the hypervigilance I was speaking on, I was having a conversation with my mama. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know how I came up with this, came across this word, but it was just like, once I started reading into it, I'm like, damn, that sounds just like me. Mm-hmm. She even said it. Maybe you should go talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, black people, especially young black dudes, like, I ain't finna go talk to nobody. <laughs> so we was touching on hypervigilance. Yes. Hypervigilance. Let me go back to it. Hypervigilance, oh, that's way better. Hypervigilance is more about than, uh, damn, I can't read. Hypervigilance <laughs> is about more than just being extra vigilant. It is a state of extreme alertness that undermines the quality of life. If you are hypervigilant, you are always on the lookout for hidden dangers, both real and presumed. Mm-hmm. Hypervigilance is one of the central features of post-traumatic stress disorder. It can also occur with other anxiety disorders, including panic disorder, substance medication-induced anxiety disorder, and generalized anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, dementia, and paranoia can induce hypervigilance. Mm. So. I can I can resonate with that in some ways. There's been experiences uh, where I've experienced like hypervigilance or like paranoia, um, being in spaces that I'm not like because I feel like I experience like social anxiety at times. Mm. Um, so when I'm in spaces, especially when I'm in spaces where I am not like really familiar with the space or the people that are are there, it automatically makes me feel like 
I don't know, not that I'm in danger, but I just have that alertness where yeah. it's hard for me to kind of enjoy myself. I'll be like that and all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it makes it difficult. And even specifically, like, um, you know, there's been times where, like, I would, like, like smoke some weed or whatever. And uh, then I would go, that. yeah. But I was about to say, then that kind of lead me into, like, thinking about why people drink or when they, like, social drinking their thing to loosen yeah. up. But it's, like, in actuality, like, it, that shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be like that, you know? Yeah. But that's crazy. For me, it makes, it doesn't, it doesn't look, well, like, I mean, I don't even drink that much, but, like, when I drink, it doesn't, I don't have that effect, but, like, definitely, like, in times where I've smoked, and I'm, like, out in a public space, I, like, it just, I just automatically get in my head, and I start to yeah, feel that I, paranoia, I and I can't, like, you know, I can't enjoy <laughs> myself, so now I'm just like, no, I, I can't do that, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, that's so. exactly why I don't smoke yeah. My mind already be gone. Yeah. Like, then like it's that like, do that, it kicks it in. Survival mode. Yeah. Times a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, man, these niggas potting on me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm about to leave. Yeah. And a whole time, they not even worried about you. But, they not think about you. But it's that being in your head, that survival mode. So, so yeah, hypervision is, I, 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 like I said, I was, uh, having a conversation with my mama, I came across, I think this, this same article, this is uh, verywellmind.com where this hypervigilance article is. Okay. And I was speaking to her and she was telling me, like, maybe you should go get, maybe you should go talk to somebody. Yeah. Talking to nobody. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> on my business or whatever. But yeah, uh, hypervigilance, yeah, that's the symptoms of PTSD. What are the symptoms? Common symptoms of PTSD. These are some common signs and symptoms that you may recognize. Everyone ex everyone's experience is different, so you may experience some, none, or all of these things. Yeah, they didn't put you on the commercial for the next <laughs> whatever they try to uh, sell to people. The new, t the, the new, uh, not can't even think of what I'm about to say. <laughs> Tide, Tide Pods. <laughs> this can include, okay, the symptoms of PTSD. I'm getting this from, damn, it looked like it say mind.org. Mm. This can, the symptoms of PTSD, this can include vivid flashbacks, feeling like the trauma is happening right now. Oh, yeah, that's them uh, triggers for sure. Intrusive thoughts or images, nightmares. Intense distress at real or symbolic reminders of the trauma. Physical sensations such as pain, sweating, nausea, or trembling. Uh, alertness or feeling on edge. Avoiding feelings or memories. Difficult beliefs or feelings. And then it got all. Like, y'all can go find this if you type in symptoms of PTSD. This is mind.org and... Y'all can read more into that, but I just, yeah, that was pretty, I felt that was necessary to go through. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's important to, um, to especially just, you know, in terms of this conversation and it being PTSD Awareness Month, I think it is, like I, 
you know, said earlier, when people hear the term, they automatically get this image. But I think, you know, educating them and informing them on like what some symptoms are, it can help people and even ourselves become, you know, more aware of how this might show up like in our own personal lives. Um, And so like just after you sharing that, what something that came to my mind is like, okay, so, you know, we might look at these symptoms and maybe we might you know, resonate with some of them or experience some of them. But my question is, you know, once we have this, get this awareness of like, okay, I might, I might, you know, experience, you know, one of these symptoms or whatever the case may be, like, what do we do next? Like how, what are some ways that you think people can, or even your in your personal life, um, that you have, I guess, developed or that you practice to help you kind of like experience less well i don't even know i don't even know if if things like this ever go away so i'm guessing what i'm asking see that's is, that's I, I i really feel I, i'm i'm sorry to cut you off no it's okay no i feel like it don't go away but yeah. it's just learning how i don't want to say cope but just how to further um or how to better manage yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, whether it be the thoughts or the feelings or... Because it's stuff I still remember from a kid. Yeah. And I still be having flashbacks and all that. Or, yeah. You know, just, just, I remember my uncle passed and I was sleeping. And my mama screamed. And I woke up from that scream. I still remember that scream to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, things like that, I don't think it ever goes away as we get older or as we grow. Yeah. Depending on, depending on, um, depending on your mentality, I yeah. think, and your perspective mm-hmm. is how, I don't know, <laughs> I mean, but that, no, that makes sense. Yeah, your perspective can really, can really either, I feel like, heighten it or mellow it out. Yeah. I guess that's where I was kind of leaning towards, like, you know, it, it things like this might not ever go away. But I think as a result of the type of mentality or perspective that you have, it can help you find yourself in a position where it's like you have control over it instead of, you know, it exactly. being the thing that controls you. Exactly. I think that's, you know, where that perspective comes in. at. It's like, OK, you have maybe a person who might not have the best mentality or might not even have you know, exposure to coping mechanisms or whatever the case may be, they might feel like they're being controlled by their experience of PTSD, whereas somebody else who, you know, they might have the awareness and they might seek help and have a particular, like, growth mindset or whatever the case may be, they, even though they still have the experience, it's like they're still able to live with the experience because the experience doesn't control them. It's like they have what they need in order to have, like, control over it and i think that's 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 the important part of having somebody to talk to like a genuine like when my mom like you should go talk to somebody yeah my first thing i ain't talking to nobody yeah you was just saying you know you you was wondering like how many people are i forgot exactly what you were saying but Mm -hmm. as as a black man especially it's like it's a pride thing too Mm. It's, it's it's partially pride but then again it's like trust yeah and it's like, uh, is this really even going to help? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but then it, all of that has to do with self, too, though. That go back to self, knowing yourself. Yeah. Caring for yourself, genuinely. Because yeah. uh, I mean, I'm thinking think about it, like, with PTSD, just in these urban communities, we deal with so much on yeah. a regular basis, and it certain things that's not normal become normal to us. Mm-hmm. From the outside looking in, it's yeah. not normal, but from the inside, it's like, Oh, that's regular. Right. Oh, let me right. just pull it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's regular, though. Yeah. Or oh, we might hear some popping outside. We become accustomed to it. I think yeah. that's 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 a major thing because, like, we don't often put it that toward, like, PTSD. Yeah.